0: This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. If you would take your Bible tonight, go with me to Matthew chapter number 22. Matthew chapter number 22, and we're working our way as the Lord leads through this book of the Bible. Matthew chapter number 22, as we begin our reading in verse number 1, we're at the third of a trilogy of parables. Each of the parables is primarily addressed to uh, the chief elders and the chief priests of the synagogue of the temple at that time. These are the religious rulers of the Jewish religion, and these are the very people that should have been preparing their people, preparing the Jews for the coming of the Messiah. Uh, but instead, they had got so rooted in their own ways and their own religion that when Jesus, their Messiah, came on the scene, they couldn't even recognize him. And they wouldn't recognize him. And they failed, they would not repent. The, in this trilogy of, of uh, parables, the first of these three parables is The parable of the two sons Uh, the father says to his two sons I want you to go and I want you to work in my vineyard the first son says no but then he repents and goes and does the will of his father the second son says okay I will but he doesn't go Uh, which one did will the father the one who repented and so Jesus gives this parable and he says he says you need to repent and what is repentance? Repentance is when you just admit that you are wrong. Admit that you are a sinner. Admit that you have a need. Uh, you, you think that would be easy enough, but we all have this flesh and pride inside of us. We don't want to say I'm wrong. We don't want to admit that we're wrong. The repentance. Had the Jewish people repented of their sins and put their trust in Christ, they could have had the same gift that Christians have experienced for all these years. The glory of the Messiah. The second of these parables is the story of the wicked husbandman. If you remember the parable, it looks kind of like this. The householder, a man of wealth and means, buys a vineyard and leases it out, rents out the farm to a group of husbandmen. And the husbandmen are the folks that are supposed to work it and make it prosper and they have the great benefit. Working in the vineyard. But when the householder sends for his payment, which was reasonable, sends for his payment, what do they do? The people, the husbandmen, the people who are renting the farm, they kill his servants, kill his messengers, and ultimately kill his own son. And what did they, what was their sin? What was the problem? The first group, the first parable, they would not repent. Say, I'm wrong. The second group, they would not submit. They wouldn't give to God what God required. And we should always remember that our lives and our blessings are gifts from God. And we're debtors. We're debtors to God. But it's a glorious master that we have. And we should we are to submit. And now this third parable is the parable of the king and... His son's wedding. Look what the Bible says in verse number 1 of chapter number 22. The Bible says, Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he unto his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend... How camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. We come to this parable and we must keep it in its context and there are wonderful lessons and some challenges here that we need to apply to our lives And we'll begin here, first of all, with God's message to Israel, God's message to the Jews. And this passage here, the first eight verses of this passage of Scripture, we have this story. The story is pretty simple. There's a king who has a son that's going to get married, and he's going to put on a big wedding, and he's invited specific guests. And the specific guests, when they are invited, will not come. When they will not come because they would rather do other things and they make light of their invitation, then and they destroy and hurt the servants, the messengers, then the king hurts, destroys them, and they lose their opportunity. And he says to his servants, he says, here you what you do. Those folks won't come, so therefore I want you." to go into the highways, and I want you to get anybody that will come to come, bad and good, and bring them right here to the marriage, to the marriage supper. And we'll have a feast, and we'll have a great time. And uh, it's a picture. And the picture is this. Jesus, first of all, extends the invitation to the Jewish leaders, to the Jewish people, that if they will humble themselves, if they'll repent, if they'll submit, if they will come to Christ, then they can have peace with God. But when he reaches out to the people, he came into his own, his own received him not, they reject him. And so in response to their rejection and they will not come, Jesus turns and he says, All right, servants, go out into the highways. And anybody that will come, let them come. Anybody that will come, let them come. And they go out. And this, this, these servants represent the soul winner and the preacher sharing the gospel. And the people that come in to the marriage represent the folks who put their trust in Christ. Then, in the conclusion of this story, we have this great wedding, and everybody's in wedding garments, except for one guy. The wedding garment was something that was provided by the king. It was something that represents the righteousness of Christ. And everybody there was covered in the righteousness of Christ, except for this one guy who on his very own chose not to wear the wedding garment. He said, I'll do things the way I want to do them. He says, I'll be who I want to be. And instead of accepting Christ, he did a lot like the Jewish leaders did. He would not repent. He would not submit. And he would not come to faith in Christ. And folks, I want you to know something. If you do not come to Christ by faith, believing, if you are not washed in the blood of the Lamb, if you are not saved by grace, through faith, born again, then you cannot have fellowship with God. You can't have everlasting life. So there's the story. Let's just break it down and see a few things that... I believe the Lord will encourage us and help us with. First of all, as we begin here in verse number 1, the Bible says, Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, and the parables have great significance, and they help us see and apply biblical truth. The Bible says in verse number 2, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king. And Jesus says, now look, the kingdom of heaven, the, what we're dealing with in the spiritual condition of the jewish people the spiritual condition of the gentiles and the future condition of the souls of men and women here are represented by the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king which made a marriage for his son now i want to draw your attention to something right here his son what happened in the last parable the parable of the wicked householders now The husbandman, the owner of the vineyard, who is God, he sends a servant to gather his, to get his uh, pay. And the servant is beaten, one, two, three. And it happens again. He's beaten and stoned and put to death. And finally he says, hey, I'm going to send my own son. What happened to his son? What did they do to him? They killed him. The Bible says they slew him. Now I want you to know something. This is a prophetic parable because what does this king the same king in the third parable what is he preparing he's preparing a marriage supper for his what son guess what the son that was slain the son that was put on trial the son that hung on the cross the son that was buried in a barred tomb he didn't stay there because 3 days later he rose victoriously and when we look at this third parable the son is resurrected the son's resurrected and he's going to have a marriage supper. The son is resurrected and he's bringing people to him. The son is resurrected and there are wedding garments. There's righteousness that can be folks can be covered in the blood of the lamb. And the, the wedding garment is that. It's the righteousness that's only found in faith in Christ. So Jesus is risen from the dead and there's a marriage supper for the son. The Bible says in verse number 3, "...and he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding." And they would not come. When God sent John the Baptist, preaching, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They would not repent. And Jesus said, Just as John the Baptist has come and gone, they would not come. The Bible says in verse 4, again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my ox and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. God didn't stop with John the Baptist. He sent Christ. Did they accept Christ? No. But God didn't stop with the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus sent His disciples. Jesus would die on the cross. He'd be buried in the tomb. He'd rise again victoriously the third day. He'd ascend into heaven. And He would commission His disciples to preach the gospel. The gospel was complete and the hope was still there. And the word from God was to preach the gospel to the Jew first and also the Greek. And Peter stood up and preached on the day of Pentecost to Jewish people. And many heard the gospel and repented. Thousands were saved. Peter preached again in the temple after the lame man was healed. And thousands got saved, Jewish people. And then God began to go in outside of the Jews and the Gentiles would hear the gospel and repent and come to faith in Christ. What did the leaders of the Jews' religion do to Peter and James and Andrew and the disciples? They martyred them. The only one we know of that wasn't a martyr was John, and he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. And so these Jewish leaders, because they hardened themselves and they would not accept Christ, they wouldn't accept the greatest love that ever was because they thought they knew better, because they loved the way they were doing things more than they loved the truth, they rejected the invitation of the, the Lord again. He says, I've done everything. He made it possible that the Jews could come in faith. By the way, he's made it possible that you and I can come in faith. But they wouldn't come. Look what they did, verse number 5. Oh, this is so familiar. They made light of it. They made light of it. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at ChilhoweeBaptistChurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.